did you choose your putter? Something grandpa gave you, you picked it up off a rack and some five and dime, win it at a tournament. And how do you know if it's working for you? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for uh, joining me today. Appreciate it very much. Um, Hope you had a great weekend. The U.S. Open was awesome. I know we had a little discussion about it yesterday. I thought that was, I still can't get over how awesome that was. Just the aftermath of it. I can't believe how well the USGA did. It just was a beautiful tournament. I'm so glad that it went well. Perfect. Perfect US Open as far as I'm concerned. It was great. Awesome. But there was a lot of discussion about Pebble Beach and there was a lot of discussion on uh, putting and how important it was. And it was. Gary Woodland had, he was amazing around the greens and he was amazing on the greens, putting. I mean, that bomb he made on 18 was incredible, but he was so solid all, I mean, the whole week long, we talked that he was, you know, two strokes better than the field on average every day through the four days. And um, that is an amazing, uh, that's amazing for him in that that has not been his strong suit until this year. He's gotten much better at putting and he's gotten much better around the green. But that brought up a lot of discussions. I I heard a lot of people talking about how many of these pros have these these face-balanced putters. And, um, you know, these toe-weighted putters. And whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, a mallet or whether it's a blade, all of that stuff came back up again. And so there was um, some pretty good discussions, not only during the telecast, but actually on the radio the last couple days, there's been some really interesting discussions on what type of putter we should be using and what type of stroke we should be using and all of that. So I wanted to kind of jump on and weigh in a little bit. I do think that the coolest thing about putting is that it is a very simple stroke, um, but 40% of your game is on the green. So it's a very important one and it's one that we have to get right. There has been a lot of discussion on whether you should be fit for your putter or not. Again, that has, that's completely up to you. I definitely think that there's some benefit to being fit for a putter. I had an experience where I went and got fit by the company Adele, um, E-D-E-L, Edel. I've heard some people call it. I've always said Adele. But um, I went and got fit for a putter, and then I actually went through and did their fitting process for a wedge, for my wedges as well, which was super interesting. Um, but in the putter, it was in, I had been using a, a I had been using a bullseye putter. I like bullseye putters. I've always putted well with a buzz, bullseye putter. I've never needed a line or any of that sort of stuff, or so I thought. And uh, but I, it turned out that when I was getting fit for this. Adele putter that they they were trying different lines they were trying a bunch of different things they didn't really have anything to measure uh, necessarily um, my stroke like we have now but they were using lasers to sort of figure out how I lined up my putter 
And uh, so they strapped a laser on my bullseye, and every single time I lined up, they wouldn't allow me to look um, where I was, you know, where the laser was going. They were looking at that for me, but they would say, okay, there's the, there's the hole, try to line this thing up, and they were measuring the, la the laser back on the wall back beneath. But every single time I lined up to the left of the hole, which meant that in order for me to make the putt, I would have to come in and, and either push it or slice it. And it turned out I was actually looping the putter and doing a nice little push, slice, and making a few putts that way. So they changed all that. They changed uh, the alignment lines on the putter and, and worked on a lot of different things. I, I went to sort of a mid uh, mallet and with two uh, big lines and one small line, and it worked really well for me. Right? I went out and putted really well. But as we all know, the story is, um, unfortunately, uh, for that particular time, yes, it worked well for me and it was interesting for me for a while, which got me out of my head, which meant that I was super interested in feeling this putter. It had a perfectly round grip, like all my other clubs. It didn't have a flat side. They had all this... Uh, they had this theory behind it that you don't want your hands always in the same spot necessarily. Uh, anyway, um, but I putted really well with this putter for about two weeks and then the magic was gone. I went back to, to not putting as well. And the only way I was count, the only way I was paying it, the only way I could really track whether I was putting well or not is I always, I always track how many putts I make around, and if I putt more than 30 putts around, I feel like I'm not putting well. If I less than 30 putts around, I feel like I'm, I'm putting okay. Well, I started to putt more than 30 putts around. I started to make fewer bogeys, right? Your score goes up a little bit. And this putter then began to perform as well or as poorly as my bullseye putter before. And But you know what? I went back to my bullseye and I started making everything again. So what was that? Again, it goes back to this idea that you have to be out of your head in order to naturally be reacting to a target and then you can make a bunch of putts. It goes back to the story I, I shared about being on the practice screen with Fred Shoemaker and him coming up to me and saying, hey, you know, where's your target? I was putting and he says, where's your, where's your target? And I said, well, it's that hole. And he's like, I putted like 20 balls. And he's like, well, if that was your target, you would have made one by now. It's obviously not your target. And his point was, I was all up in my head worrying about my stroke and I was not paying attention and being connected to a target, so I was making nothing. And then he had me putting balls to other balls to try to hit the little Nike swoosh on every ball. And, and as soon as I focused in on that Nike swoosh, and I was looking at it, I wasn't looking at where I was putting, I began to hit every single ball right on the Nike, not just touching the ball, hitting my ball into the Nike swoosh dead center on any ball that he picked out. It didn't matter if there was break or anything. And so his lesson was very clear. Make sure that we're connected to a target. If you're connected to a target, if you're somewhere outside of your own head thinking about your technique and all of that, then you will perform better reacting to a target. Um, excellent lesson from Fred Shoemaker. I have never forgotten it. And if I do start to get, I used to just change putters to shake it up so I'd be interested in, okay, this feels different and this gets me outside of my, so I, I literally have like 30 putters but when I realized that it has nothing to do with the putter, it has, it has everything to do with me being sort of focused on something that's not up in my head, now I don't have to switch putters. I've used the same putter now for four or five years. If I start putting poorly, it just means I'm not doing it properly. I'm not hanging out with something that's interesting outside of myself, outside of my head. So I go back to doing that.
Now, as far as choosing a putter that's best for you, my, um, my recommendation would then be, and people are going to hate this, but it doesn't matter. As long as you are connected to a target, you can make any, you could make a two by four work. So pick a putter that works well for you. Now, there's definitely, there's definitely tools to help you do that. And I have a little tool here that I love that's put out by Voice Caddy. It's the little putter caddy. Um, and you can go online to Voice Caddy and purchase one of these. But I love to strap this on my putter and then see how my face is closing. So I do work on whether my face is opened or closed or if it's dead square. I do like doing that. But then I'm paying attention to my face, which is outside myself, right? I'm trying to experience what a square face feels like. I'm not all up in my head. I'm trying to, you know, technically control anything. I'm just trying to feel what that's all about. And it changes from time to time. It definitely does that through your putting stroke. So whether you use, when they talk about a, a, a toe hang putter, right? It's just that when you hold the putter, the toe points down to the ground. It's usually a blade putter. Um, a lot of folks who putt on a radius believe that you need to have a, that's a toe weighted putter so it closes the face at impact when you come into it. And then you see a lot of these tailor-made spider putters, the ping mallet putters, the big square type putters. Those are what they call face balanced putters. And that's where if you, if you take your finger and you hold it down by the neck and, uh, and, and you balance it there, on a, on a toe hang putter, the toe will point down to the ground. On a face ba balanced putter, the face will actually be pointing to the sky. Right. I actually putt with a mallet putter that's sort of halfway in between both. It's an even roll putter. It's probably right in between a mallet and a, it's called a it's called a, a blade, but it's a thicker blade than than most blades are. And it's it has a slight toe hang. And I do tend to if I'm going to miss a putt, I tend to pull it a little bit. But I like to have I like to have hook spin when I'm putting. So I prefer to. I prefer to have the face a little closed at impact. I just feel better and I make more putts that way. So that's the putter that works for me. I, if I had a full toe hang putter, I would close the club too much and I don't like that. Uh, if I had a face balance putter and I've used face balance putters in the past, I, if I miss, I tend to miss them right and I don't like that. So mess with those and see where you're finishing, you know, where you're finishing and work on controlling the face I know that I've done some videos on how to control the face and how to control the, the path of your putter. You can find those up on either the Instagram, on the Instagram feed, or you can find them up on our YouTube channel at Data Access Golf. But ultimately, take the putter that is interesting to you, and when you start to putt, when you start to putt poorly, then start paying attention. Go and do those drills and work on your face and work on your path and be interested in your grip pressure or be interested in a blade of grass a little in front of the ball. Be interested in something to shine off the ball. Be interested in something that's outside of yourself. Don't get too caught up in what type of putter it is. Don't believe that you can buy a putter and that's going to, a new putter is somehow or another going to fix your putter stroke. This whole idea that Callaway is somehow or another teaching you a better putter stroke because they have uh, put some, some weight up 
in, in the sort of counterbalanced weight up in the grip is preposterous. I think that they may actually give that putter to people and people do actually putt better with it. But I would argue it has nothing to do with the hardware. It has to do with how the guy's mind is wired. And now that they're focused on the putter and this new putter and the new feel, they are outside of themselves. They're more connected to the target, so they're putting better. They're putting a better stroke on the ball because they're using their subconscious natural self. They're not using their conscious mind um, idiot self where we hang out when we try to get technical with our putting stroke. I don't believe that it has anything to do with, I believe that if you handed me your putter and I went through and made sure I was connected with the, with the target, I could putt very well with your putter and you could putt very well with mine. And that uh, these types of putters don't make as big a difference as people want us to believe that. Hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with making money on this earth. I get it. And I understand that these, um, these equipment companies need to sell more putters in order for them to stay in business. And that means they're going to need to convince us that we need new equipment to putt better. We need a Callaway putter in order for us to improve our stroke. But the quickest way to, to improve your stroke is just to, just to use what God gave you naturally inside you, not to buy a new piece of equipment. So no, I'm not going to get any equipment deals anytime soon, but that's the truth. Now, any one of these wonderful pieces, I, I mean, I absolutely think looking at putters and some of the new stuff that's coming about out from whether it's Cameron, whether it's Ping, whether it's Callaway, whether it's, you've got uh, the Odyssey putters are gorgeous, tailor-made. I mean, the engineering and the, and they're just, they're just beautiful. I can appreciate that. But I, and, and I can appreciate people wanting to have new stuff. I get that as well. But I, I can't really stand back and listen to everybody talk about that they're a bad putter and somehow or another a new putter is going to fix that for them. Unless you have some data that actually proves that this putter is better um, for you over a long period of time, your putter versus that putter and going back and forth, that's the cool thing about going and taking your putter in is you can putt with your putter and then putt with a different putter and then go back to your putter. Just that difference between the two should take your interest outside you and to your putter because you're comparing the two and you may very well find that the new putter does not putt any better than your old putter and you actually are quite good with both just because you are now comparing and contrasting and that causes you to be outside and feeling and experience something as opposed to being all up in your head and trying to control your stroke. And I hope that makes sense. But anyway, I just wanted to get online and talk. I just wanted to get on and just talk a little bit about putting that way. Um, yes, there's a lot of cool putters. Yes, there's, there's really cool stuff. There's lots of different grips. There's the, uh, what is that, the black cat or whatever that Justin Rose was using and he was lighting the world on fire at Pebble Beach the first three days, and then all of a sudden went south. Why did it go south? Same putter, same grip, same stance, same everything. Why did all of a sudden Justin Rose putter go south? I'm guessing he got a little technical. He got up in his head. He was thinking about things other than what was actually going on outside, outside him. It wasn't the putter. It wasn't his stance. He didn't forget how to putt. Something else went on, and it's usually mental, in my humble opinion. So hopefully that's helpful. Whatever putter you've got, just make sure you're using it naturally. Stay outside yourself. Stay focused on something that's outside yourself. Be connected to a target and watch how well you putt.
Putting 101, there you go. Uh, as always, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, please remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.